and welcome back to the Ed to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. That was a flawless intro. Um, my name is Dylan uh, at at Twitter on. Oh my god, doesn't even know his own name right now. <laughs> Let's go, Dylan. <laughs> at on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. Uh, with me, I have my co-host as always, Brandon Olson at WNS underscore Brandon. And with us today, we have another great guest, Matt Barr, contributor for Forty ers Hub and Forty ers Web Zone, and host of the Fourth and Gold podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Matt, Matt Barr, Barr underscore. <laughs> Oh, that is correct. Uh, there's the whole yeah, the whole underscore thing. It's been driving me nuts. So there's an actor, Matt Barr, and he's really kind of not that great. But he has the Twitter handle at Matt Barr with no underscore. And I've been trying to get it from him because he hasn't tweeted in like two years and <laughs> to no avail. So I'm just stuck with this underscore forever. I've a man. I feel your pain. It must be awful to have an underscore in your Twitter handle. <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'm, I'm sick of you. I'm not going to say what I want to say, but uh, you know where I want to go with it. (laughs) Oh, man. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing good. My wife's out of town. um, So I've been really uh, great. My own devices all weekend. (laughs) Oh, man. So. we brought you on because we we found something you did really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. We you let Twitter decide who you should be a fan of this year. Um, so where did you get that idea? Um, I so I'm not real based. It's college football only. So I'm a, I'm a Niners guy through and through um, when it comes to that. But for college football, I, I went to James Madison University and um, you know graduated from there. So I'm a big JMU fan. But they play in the was it FCS? Correct. Yeah, I think they're FCS. And uh, mm-hmm. so their games aren't on. I'm, since I moved back to the East Coast, I get to watch them a lot more often. But I was going to get into college football in a bigger capacity. And I never really had any teams that I rooted for. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just put this to the Twitter overlords and let's let them decide. So I, I separated uh, four different groups. I had the Eastern, like the East Coast, uh, the Midwest, and then like the West Coast, and then like a smaller school. And I had people give me all sorts of suggestions. I put the Twitter polls up, and I am now a lifelong fan of the Georgia Bulldogs, the Iowa Hawkeyes, the Stanford Cardinal, and the Fresno State Bulldogs. And I think the Fresno State ones are because so many 49ers fans follow me. So I think that was a little <laughs> bit of a, a homer pick for them. So this isn't polls. just this year? You're doing this lifetime? Yeah, I think so. I, I, we'll give it a test run. Um, uh-huh. I'm not real sure. I'm not real sure how I want to do it, but... Um, I haven't really gotten into it, looking into the teams too far yet. Um, I know some of the bigger players and like Jake Fromm is obviously going to be awesome. Um, another writer for a couple writers at the 49ers hub are big Iowa guys. So they've been kind of feeding me information and stuff, but it's just my way of making my Saturdays more interesting and, and finding a reason to watch college football and root for people. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah. I, uh, I suggested like five teams and none of them. None of them won the votes, so that that made me feel real good about myself, Matt. Yeah, uh, well, you can thank the Twitter overlords. I hate because again, uh, I didn't roll with them, and you suggested Ohio teams, and I, I don't know. I suggested Ohio. Toledo because yeah. I went there, so Gross. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna suggest it. What? Let me guess. You suggested Toledo and Florida. I did suggest Florida. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I suggested quite a few teams, though, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'm pretty sure I put up like five teams legitimately. Yeah, 
none of them won. I was getting I was getting teams from all over the place. And my favorite part is like people that don't have their Twitter on chronological order for like three weeks. The the polls have been closed and people are still contacting me like you should root for Texas. And then I'm like, well, <laughs> I I no, the polls already over, man. There's nothing I can do about it. And I Book know horns. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your your guy's guest earlier this week, Mello, was on, and he he chimed in with all of his votes. And Texas was one of the options, but it didn't win. Iowa won. So again, that might be some 49er stuff because of George Kittle. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I enjoy doing that, and I'm, I'm going to enjoy watching football on, on Saturdays and getting more into it as the season gets closer. I mean, how seriously are you taking the new fandom? Um, it depends on how uh, how much freedom I have on Saturdays. So if I'm going to be able to watch football all day, I'll take it pretty seriously. But if I'm going to be kind of just stuck with it, then, you know, we'll see. Are you getting, like, merchandise or anything for any of the teams? No, not yet. Not yet. Now, if like let's say Georgia goes out and wins a uh, wins championship, I might throw a, I might throw a Georgia hat on. No, uh, no, no tattoos for your new teams. You're not going that so, hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I I made it through five years in the Marine Corps without a tattoo. I can promise you, I'm not getting a tattoo of, of college football <laughs> team that Twitter chose for me. That's, that's not going hard enough for me. <laughs> um. So, I mean, which of the four teams are you looking forward to to most? Iowa, I think, is is, is the number one for me. Uh, just because they that really cool um, pregame ceremony where they have, like, when they're at the home games and they all look up to the children's hospital and they wave. I think that's just, like, cool as shit. So, yeah, I, I, think, a, I think Iowa's going to be the number one. Also, George Cato is my man, so I'm looking forward to seeing what tight end you produces out this year. All right, well, there goes one of our episodes where we were going to figure out who tight end you was. Thanks, Matt. Oh, I mean, uh-huh. it's pretty odd. Who else would it be? <laughs> Florida? Aaron Hernandez? That's enough out of you. Um, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> oh, man. So, switching off of college football, you also you mentioned how you're a big 49er fan. Um, yeah. And so, uh, what's it like rooting for the one team in the NFL that uses a fullback as often as they, in as many ways as they do? Well, I, so I started watching football like really seriously in the '90s because I'm I'm pushing 31 right now, and uh, so oh, I really started wow. watching it in yeah. <laughs> I started watching it in the '90s, and like fullback was like a huge deal. And the 49ers have always had like really good fullbacks, and they've always been a lot of fun to watch. Um, so I I enjoy it and. It, and this is going to transition to something we want to talk about a little bit afterwards too. Kyle Shanahan's offense is so unique and so so special that because Yuschek is is a fullback by by title, um, but they split him out wide as a tight end. The lineup is a tight end. They'll split him out wide. They'll motion him. They'll do all sorts of stuff with him. And uh, I know like last year against the Kansas City Chiefs, he ended up like a forty-five yard touchdown catch just because Shanahan schemed him wide open. But it really goes into Shanahan's offense. The positions are kind of dying in his offense. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at it, like outside of like Matt Breda and Trent Taylor, all those guys can play multiple spots on the offense. You know, Dante Pettis can line up out wide. He can line up in the slot. Uh, same thing with Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd, you know, who's a running back for three years at Tennessee. He's the reason Alvin, Alvin Kamara didn't start at Tennessee. Just to think how crazy that is with Jalen Hurd. And, you know, George Kittle can be a regular tight end or he can split out wide. So it's, 
Shanahan is, is revolutionary. I think this is the next thing to take over the NFL. You know, you had the Wildcat for a little while. Then you had, like, RPOs. You had all this, all these trends. Now you have Taysom go. Hill. Yeah, yeah, like the Taysom Hill thing. I think the positionless offense is is the next big thing to to come in and take over the NFL. Yeah, we're just yeah well, I mean, well, what, do you, what do you think this positionless offense will do this year for the 49ers? God, I hope it's better than it was last year. Um, I mean, it kind of it kind of can't be worse. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> the offense wasn't terrible last year. It's just the, the drop off from Jimmy Garoppolo down to Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard is just absurd. So Jimmy comes back healthy. I think they can put together a top ten offense because this is the most excited I've ever been for a 49ers offense. Uh, going back for as many years as I've been watching, it's the most excited I've ever been. Just because you know when you had Steve Young and Jerry Rice, they were expected to be really good. We had Jeff Garcia, Terrell Owens, expected to be really good. And then they just went through those dark, dark years in the 2000s where they were like <laughs> under Dennis Erickson and Mike Nolan, and it was just awful. And it was just so hard to be a fan. And I was in college through all those years. So I'm sitting here like, next year's our year. And all my roommates are like, you're an idiot. And so <laughs> I, was, I was stuck rooting for just uh. a terrible team all through college. And then uh, the Harbaugh years, even then the offense wasn't all that good. You know, they had the, the stellar defense, and then they had Colin Kaepernick, who's running read options. That's the one I was I couldn't think of. Read options that took over the league for a little while. Um, yeah, they're running read options and stuff. It just it just never felt like it was exciting to watch all that much, as weird as that is to say, with a guy like Colin Kaepernick. But now this is this this group of guys I'm just super excited for, and I can't wait to see them all on the field. Imagine how fun this offense would have been if they had like a, like a Percy Harvin kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jalen Hurd is, if, if he pans out, I think he can be that kind of player where he's just that you don't know if they're going to run him up, line him up in the backfield. Are they going to line him up out wide? Are they going to motion jet sweep him? All sorts big of enough stuff to play tight end. I don't think he's big enough to play tight end and I don't want him to get big enough to play <laughs> tight end. That's, that's fair. Yeah. He's got the height, is what I was going for. He is like six four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you also, you guys also have Marquise Goodwin on offense, who uh, he, yeah, talk about that real quick. Yeah, Goodwin's a burner, and it's fun to watch when they can get him in in the open field, and uh, it only happened a handful of times last year. I. I think this is Goodwin's last year playing football. I really do. Um, he's had multiple personal tragedies in the last two years. Um, him and his wife, uh, his wife gave birth to his son who died almost immediately after childbirth. And then the next year she was pregnant again and they lost, she was pregnant with twins and they lost them um, in a uh, in a miscarriage. And he's just dealt with this stuff. And you know, it was awesome to see him come back, but I... I think football's starting to drain on him a little bit, and he said he really wants to compete in the 2020 Olympics. And in order to do that, he would have to miss OTAs, training camp, a lot of stuff. I don't know if the 49ers are going to let him do that. And if that's the case, I think he retires, and he's like, I'm just going to go back to track. Do you think uh, after the Olympics that he'd be coming back, and win or lose, if that is relevant to it? You know, I don't know. I... I don't think he ever really loved football. I think track has always been his number one thing, and football has just been a way to make money. Um, so if he retires, I could see him coming back maybe, 
but I would also see that if he did retire from the 49ers, the 49ers would do kind of the same thing they're doing with Anthony Davis, which is kind of like, okay, we're going to cut you loose when you want to come back so you can go pursue whatever team you want. And uh, so before we get into the 40-yard dash tournament, we're going to go with this first. Uh, my cleats, my cause. We ask everybody, uh, what would be your cause that you choose for your cleats? Yeah, so like I said, I was in the Marines um, for five years, and uh, there's this there's this great cause. The veteran suicide rate is like super high, and um, it's called 22 until none. So that would be it if they want to make them like American flagged out. I'm cool with that. Um, but it's it's mostly veteran suicide stuff. I get it. Um, when I got out last year, I got out in September, and um, you know we moved from San Diego where I was spending every day with my buddies. And then all of a sudden we move all the way back to Maryland. I don't really know anybody. And, uh, the separation depression is like a very real thing and you get like super down in the dumps and stuff. And luckily I had the guys at 49ers hub for me. It's just a, a, a way to blow off some steam and talk to dudes about football and about 49ers and stuff that I love. So, uh, I was able to make my way through it. And I know a lot of people aren't. So my cleats, my cause would definitely be 22 until none. Yeah, that's a good cause. Um, Bolson, I mean, you had the 40-yard dash, so I'll let you talk about that because I don't know at all what that means. Okay, uh, so it started a few weeks ago <laughs> with, I believe it was Ted Ginn on Adam Lefko's show where Lefko was asking him who he would race, and Ted Ginn said he'd race anybody if they put, I think, $10,000 on it. And so it really took off after that, that now there's going to be a 40 yards of gold tournament hosted by Chad Ochocinco, and the winner will take home a million dollars. Oh my god. And, uh, see, I figured we could go through this a little bit, go round by round, see who we think would get a, who we think is going to win, because, uh, it's offense versus defense. So at the end of the day, it is going to be like the final tournament will the final race. That was great English. Uh, <laughs> the final race will finish with an offensive player versus a defensive player. So uh, we'll start. You guys want to start offense or defense? We can go offense first. Okay. Uh, so the first race is going to be Ted Ginn Jr. versus Jacoby Ford. Ted Ginn's taking that. Yeah, that's like the uh, that's like the matchup of dudes that if you'd said that five years ago, I'd be like, those are the two fastest guys in the league. But now it's <laughs> no longer 2014. So yeah, Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn wants to start this. He wants to run his mouth. Let's let him. Let's let him prove it. I'm taking Ted Ginn. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I I don't. I'm pretty sure that uh, Jacoby Ford. I don't even know if he's still in the NFL. He's he's old enough to be out. And uh. Yeah, I, I always thought that was pretty easy to go Ted Ginn Jr. Um, mm-hmm. And then this I mean, next didn't, one. Didn't uh, Jacoby Ford run like a 4-2-8? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he's pretty up there now. And he I'm pretty sure he hasn't played in a while. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if he's still in shape for all that. I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm thinking Ted Ginn takes that one. Yeah, Jacoby Ford, he hasn't played any kind of professional football in the regular season since 2013. So that's a really long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time to be out of it. 
Yeah, hundreds of careers have started and finished since then. <laughs> um, so the second race that we have is Alvin Kamara versus Robbie Anderson. I'm taking Robbie Anderson. Love Kamara, but I'm taking Anderson. I may sound sacrilegious, but I gotta go. I gotta go, Robbie Anderson. Ooh. Again, oh. Saints fan. He can't. He uh, he, he just can't just believe makes it. Makes sense. <laughs> It just makes sense. I'm sorry, Alvin. I'm sorry, AK-47. You're not a 40-yard f- a dash guy. He's not going to no. be slow. But he's not going to beat Robbie Anderson. <laughs> but he's not going to beat Robbie Anderson. <laughs> and then next, so the next race is, uh, it's between Marquise Goodwin, what? who we just spoke about, and Kevin Sneed, who, uh, he was on the preseason he was in preseason with the Giants two years ago, and he is an actual track star or track runner. His 100 meter, he runs it in 10.21 seconds, and 200 meter is 20.75 seconds. Interesting. Still going good one. I mean, good one. Yeah, I'm taking good one. I got yeah. him. Yeah. I don't see anything from Snead that he's done recently, so it's another Jacoby Ford situation where it's like I'm not sure if he uh, if he's still in shape to do this. So the final uh, offensive race is between Jeff Badit or Bidet versus uh, Richie James, who. He's the second 49er on this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Homer pick. I'm taking Richie James. <laughs> Homer pick, and I don't know who the other guy is, so I'll also go Richie <laughs> James. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be. You know what? I'm going Jeff Bidet. Sorry. All right, well, have fun getting eliminated next round by Goodwin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so to start off defense, we have Dante Jackson from LSU, who's currently on the Panthers. And, Dante Jackson's winning this one. And Trey Waynes. <laughs> Thanks for screaming that in people's ears, Dylan. Um, <laughs> where are you going with yeah, it, Matt? I'm, I mean, I'm taking Dante Jackson, too. I'm just not going to yell it at everybody. Yeah, that's Thanks. We appreciate that here. <laughs> it just kind of uh, it just kind of happened. Dante Action Jackson is winning. I hate you so much. I know. <laughs> um. Next up. We are going to have Dominique Rogers Cromartie versus Richard Robinson. Can I go back to back LSU guys? I mean, yeah. Is DRC like forty five or something. Yeah, that's Richard Robinson is winning. That's why I was going uh, Richard Robinson also because I don't think Dominique has that speed still. Yeah, Richard Robinson, another former Forty Nine er. He ended up getting the jets traded now, to the Jets for like yeah. a ham sandwich. Um, yeah, Cromartie's just too old. So, yeah, it's got to be Robinson here. I, I can't wait to see how Cromartie's going to uh, going to play this year. Because, yeah, for people that don't know, he signed with the Redskins. So, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just have a bunch of former Giants over there. It's going to yeah. be a fun, fun squad. Um, yikes no it's not <laughs> I, know. I know I'm not gonna have fun watching them um, so next up 
we have John Franklin III, who, if people recognize the name, he was in, I believe, the first season of Last Chance U. Mm -hmm. He was the quarterback, changed to, I believe, running back in college and uh, running back after Last Chance U. And he is now playing corner on the practice squad for the Bears. So uh, it's John Franklin the third versus Terrell Sinkfield, who is twenty eight, has played for about eighteen different teams spanning across the NFL, Canadian Football League, and the AFL. Um, I'm sorry, the AAF. And he was clocked in his pro day running a four one nine forty. Hmm. You know what? I haven't heard of Terrell Singfield, but I'm I'm going for him. Yeah, me too. I hated John Franklin on Last Chance U. I thought he was a whiny <laughs> little baby. So Singfield all the way here. Yeah, Frank, John Franklin. He also went to Florida State afterwards, and I'm not going for a Florida State guy here. Uh, plus, <laughs> Singfield has the same birthday as me, so I'm going. I'm going with him. Well, there you go. Well, it's definitely not going to be Singfield. All right. <laughs> so the final defensive race is Jalen Myrick. Myrick, I I don't care. He's not good enough. Um, <laughs> and Charles James the second. Jalen Myrick. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Jalen Myrick. I, I think it like at least somewhat big names for all of offense and defense are like, we've got dudes that are 45 or you've never heard of them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's, um, I don't know. Offense. There's three guys that aren't like household or not household, but like three guys that a lot of people wouldn't recognize their names. And then defense, there's three guys that you would recognize their names. So it's kind of, kind of weird. And I don't like how they did the seating also. Like, Dante Jackson versus Trey Waynes shouldn't be the first race. Like, it should be, like, Dante Jackson versus Charles DRC. James II or something, and then Trey Waynes can maybe meet Dante Jackson in the championship. But instead, they're like, yeah, no, the two young guys that you're actually going to recognize, no, we're going to have them face off immediately. And uh, Yeah, it's like having UNC and Duke play in the first round of the tournament. Yeah, it's, it's it makes no sense. <laughs> um... <laughs> So now the second round for offense, we have Ted Ginn Jr. versus Robbie Anderson. Uh, Robbie Anderson. I, I went against Alvin Kamara, so I have to I have to stay true somehow and go <laughs> Ted Ginn. And I, I think and I think it's gonna happen. Well, you're losing. Boy, he's still you're fast. Losing he's old, majority but he's still role. fast. You're losing majority rule because it's Robbie Anderson. Big time, Robbie well, Anderson. I, <laughs> TGJ will show you. God, that's a terrible like right. letter combination there. <laughs> to good TGJ. No one, good no one calls him that. I just, you know, I will once he wins this this competition. TGJ all the way, baby. <laughs> that's miserable. Um, so we have Marquise Goodwin versus Richie James. Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, Goodwin. Yeah, that's not even close. Um, good talk. <laughs> Dante Jackson, Dante Jackson. on Richard Robinson. Yeah, Jackson, that one too. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he ran like an insane 40, so there's no reason he shouldn't be up there. Um, Terrell Sinkfield versus Jalen Myrick. Myrick. I'm riding with my boy Sink. Like he's uh, he's my guy now. Yeah, uh, I've I've already picked him to be my favorite one now. Yeah, so I'm also going to eighteen sink, different teams. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going sync. So Myrick's out yeah. by uh by majority rules. We have all right. I'll take it. Robbie Anderson versus Marquise Goodwin. Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marquise Goodwin. I'm taking Robbie Anderson. I picked him when we when we talked about this on the Fourth and Gold podcast. I picked Robbie Anderson to win it all, so I, I got to stay true to that. And I'm taking Robbie Anderson all the way. Oh man, I was hoping you guys would just agree so that I wouldn't have to be the tiebreaker here. <laughs> um, I'm going Goodwin. Okay, I, I just, yeah, I just I think he'll be just a little bit faster than Robbie Anderson, and I feel like if they do this all in the same day. Then it'll be a little tiring, I guess, or depending how small of a break they have. Back to back to back to back to back. No stops. I mean, if if they go like Ted Ginn Jr. and then Jacoby Ford, and then immediately it's Kamara and Anderson, and it's like, even if you just take like a little bit of a break in between each one, like, and your only break is while the other people race, it's going to be like a two-minute break. And that's it. Just to let everybody else get set up and then run, because they're all gonna run them in under five sec in under four and a half seconds. So you're not gonna get a ton of break there. Um, so yeah, it's Marquise Goodwin going up against the winner of Terrell Sinkfield and Dante Jackson. Dante Jackson. Yeah, I'm going Dante Jackson. Sink, it was a good you run. Already, you already left your guy's sink. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I gotta be right at some point. You I was, can have your guys, but you got to be right. I was going to go sink. I don't care about having my guys. I don't care about being right. I have my guys. Um, <laughs> so. yeah, I, feel, feel, I feel bad for picking uh, Alvin Kamara. Y'all both would have picked Robbie Anderson, so I still could have looked good and picked Alvin Kamara. Yeah, but now, now Alvin will know that you don't have faith in him. <laughs> <laughs> so the, cha- the championship, who's taking home a million dollars? Marquise Goodwin or Dante Jackson? Dante Action like Jackson. Ooh. Looks like somebody's got to be the tiebreaker again because I'm going with my boy Marquise. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why you can't you guys just agree? Every time. It's just because I'm reading it, so I don't want to just like, read it and get my answer and then go. Um, <laughs> as much as I hate to do it, I'm going Dante Jackson. Let's go. Ooh, okay. I really well, been hate fun, doing that. Um, <laughs> I really thought you would have gone against me if anything so i'm glad to know that we still have that connection for now <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that does if we got we got a, a a champion in dante action jackson um even though he's a carolina panther now i'll and forgive him he's not going to be winning anything down there so hey actually mm-hmm. i'm sorry because they are real real uh, contenders oh yeah um, they have gerald mccoy Apparently, he already thought they were a contender. That's why he chose them over the Saints. And then uh, we actually Whatever. did get we actually did get two uh, mailbag questions that uh, we could throw out there now. Oh, if we want. Before we jump in the mailbag real fast, did you guys see Cam Newton yesterday? Yes, the uh, trying to pay someone fifteen hundred dollars to sit in the emergency exit row. 
And the dude was like, "Mm -mm, no, I'm good. I'm going to keep the leg room in. (laughs) Yeah, the guy offered him $1,500. Or Cam offered him $1,500. And the guy was just like, no, I'm going to say right here. (laughs) And so now we're just going to get into the the mailbag, I think. Because that was it that we had to talk about um, with specifically with Matt. So, uh, Brandon, do you want to go ahead and give us our first mailbag question? Yes, our first question is coming in from Mike Spencer, KKS, of course. Wait, did he ask us a question this week? Wow. He's never done that before. It's a, it's a, real, <laughs> big, it's a real big moment. Um, Mike would like to know what our opinions or our thoughts were to uh, Gerald McCoy throwing his little hissy fit about... Uh, the Bucks giving Ndamukong Sue number 93. Yeah. Um, let me put it this way. Terrell Owens does not have his, 40, his number retired by the 49ers, and Jordan Matthews is wearing 81. So Gerald McCoy doesn't really have a leg to stand on here. Yeah, he can, yeah, no, he can compare if, himself if, to uh, Warren Sapp on Undisputed when he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, guys like Warren Sapp, like, you're not Warren Sapp, dude. <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Simeon Rice. Like, all these guys are, like, Tampa Bay actual legends. And he's like, ah, yeah, they can't believe they gave Nindamak and Sue, who might be better than McCoy anyway. I can't believe they gave him 93. I mean, the dude left. I mean, I I don't, yeah. I You know, the more I find out about Drew McCoy, I'm glad he didn't go. To the New Orleans, all right? <laughs> we didn't and, need that interior defensive line help with Children Rankins out. You and, kidding uh, me? And Matt, you, you brought up that Sue might be better than McCoy. I definitely think Sue's better oh, than 100% McCoy. 100% better than McCoy. Oh, he, there you go. He just, he has like the reputation for his attitude that a lot of people uh, hate him for. And that's why they don't want to give him credit for things. Like that's, I was talking to uh, Justin Treese from the Talking Football podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about Robbie Anderson, how they think he's good, but he doesn't get like the recognition. It's because he's kind of a POS. Like he got pulled over, and he was telling the cop that he'll. Uh, I think he said that he would like beat the cop's wife. Oh, <laughs> and he said that That's he would do. He uh, apparently it is Dylan. Um, <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. He also Jesus. said that he would. Um, how would I put this delicately? I'm pretty sure the quote is that I'm pretty sure Robbie Anderson told the cop, I will nut in your wife's eye. So yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the quote. Ki- I remember this now. He's kind of really a POS, and that's why a lot of people don't want to give him credit. Because he's been yeah, yeah. He's now been I feel really bad about too. picking him over Alvin Kamara. <laughs> There's no video stream right now, so you can't see me, but my, my jaw is just dropped <laughs> to this Robbie Anderson quote right now. Yeah, and that's, I I'm marking people... this episode as explicit. <laughs> um, the second question comes to us from Vincent Page, 74, on Twitter. And he wanted to know some uh, what we would go with some over-unders, which we're going to do this later in the summer also, but I figured we could tackle some of the top teams. Um... So regular season win totals, Alabama over under ten point five. Over. Yeah, it's Alabama, right? Over. Like I said, I'm not a huge college football guy, but I know that Alabama wins every year. 
So uh, they're going to lose one game this year in the in the regular season, uh, and it's yeah. going to be against yeah, LSU. We know where you're going. Um. <laughs> uh, it's going to be against Georgia. Do they play Georgia? I don't think so. <laughs> I looked at the schedule. This is how, this is how terrible just, of a lifelong I'm, fan I'm I am. I'm picking teams. Uh. I mean, already getting a tattoo and doesn't even know the schedule for next year. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's easy. It's pretty easy to go under, especially or to go over. Jesus, um, <laughs> because I remember a few months ago when the schedules, like schedule rankings, came out by the SEC network, and they had Alabama like in the middle of the pack and their schedule is so easy i should be looking at it and i was like there's maybe one game they'll lose and it's in the college football playoffs because i don't think they're losing to lsu um i want to i want to look at that i want to look at their schedule right now i, ha- I'm gonna I, read have, it I have it i'll tell you it. <laughs> it's they start off with duke <laughs> um Hey, Duke just had the number six drafted player in the Stop, Matt. We're not talking about this. <laughs> I mean, they just had the, the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. So, 3 0 top 10, man. So, I think they could take it. I, I hate could, you both. I think they could take um, it. <laughs> then they have New Mexico State in Alabama. Isn't that where Erlacher went? Uh, no, I think he went to. Was he just I, regular New Mexico? Um, no, I'm pretty sure he went to an even smaller school, I think. I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. But I think he I mean, he's gone. white. He could have gone anywhere. Uh, oh, yeah. He just went to University of New Mexico, which is, yeah, smaller than New Mexico State. So, Go Lobos. <laughs> no, that is that them? Yes, that is okay, actually. Yes, let's go. Um, <laughs> so then they travel to South Carolina, which is also going to be an easy win. Um, the hardest game on their schedule is right here. I don't know why my throat keeps doing this in my voice, um, <laughs> but Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Mm. I mean, they're golden. They're not good. Um, <laughs> then they I think have, they have a better chance of beating them than uh, their next opponent, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, and then a bye, then Texas A&M, Tennessee, and Arkansas, then a bye, then LSU, That's, a, that's an L. I think the bye especially makes it a W. Um, There's a bye every year. Okay. Then, then, and then, I mean, and and maybe LSU hasn't scored against them in the past two years. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. But this year's different. We're going to go to Alabama and we're going to stomp them. All right. Okay. Try scoring a point. Uh, and then they finish off with Mississippi State, Western Carolina, Auburn, and then the SEC championship. So regular season wins, definitely taking the over. Um, and then Clemson is 11 and a half. So Bama, you had the uh, the leeway of the loss, but Clemson need to win out. I want to go under. I, I think it's super hard to go undefeated in college football anymore. Like almost no matter who you are. Uh, they're definitely going under. <laughs> 100%. Why, why, Dylan? What's your hot take here? Who are they losing to? Syracuse? Um, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I need to look at their schedule. I was just, I'm, just, I'm just spouting it out. I'm just spouting it out. Shout out to Ty I think we can hear all your clicks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> look, the magic of editing, you won't hear it. All right. All right, so we got... Uh, they're going to lose... 
I'm looking at the schedule. They're not going to lose a game. <laughs> they're going to lose to Syracuse, yeah. yeah no, Tommy DeVito, Heisman candidate. No shot. Um, oh, man. It's at Syracuse. They're going to the Qs, the big orange. Somewhat. You tell me they're going to take them down? Yeah, it's an indoor game. <laughs> I was gonna, I, yeah, I'm booking it right now. Locked down. Okay. Well. Syracuse is beating... Well, you're Clemson. wrong. Um, and, it, and it's not just because my niece lives in Syracuse. <laughs> Your niece lives in Syracuse is why you're going for it? Um, yes. Okay, Matt... Shout out Natalie. <laughs> Matt, Georgia, ten and a half. Smash the over. Really? It's Georgia, baby. Go dogs. I think that's what they say. Yes, that's... <laughs> wow, you are such a diehard, Matt. Um... <laughs> I wish I could be as good of a fan as you. I hope to one day. Can you please give me your tips? Uh, yeah, just turn your entire life over to the Twitter overlords. Let's see. They got, they're got. they playing uh, Vanderbilt, Murray State, Arkansas State, Notre Dame, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida. No, yeah, they're not losing any of these games. Maybe right. Georgia Tech because they got the whole. Well, you know what they say. Rivalry weeks, you can throw uh, the history out the books. Okay, well, they're not beating Florida. Um, I'll, 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 I'll stick by that statement. Um, Ohio State over under 10 wins. Uh, I, I'd like to point out the biggest reason I think they go under is because of Justin Fields. I think the, uh, the transfer QB into a brand new system and he didn't play in Georgia really. Uh, I don't know. And I kind of don't like his attitude, how when he came in for a Georgia game and all he did is hand the ball off, he was like walking off the field and he's like, man, I handed that ball off. Good AF. Uh, and so, so, yeah. We're not going to say that, but we'll say nut in your eye. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wait, what was, the, what was the number? I wasn't paying attention. Um, Ohio State over under 10. Um, over under 10 let's see I'm counting their easy wins 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 6 7, 8 under yeah I think so I'm I think they're losing controversial and I'm going to push okay that's fair that's, that's a fair one I, I forgot think, that was an option <laughs> I think yeah. they lose at least 2 of their last 4 between Maryland, Penn State, and Michigan, I think they're going to lose at least two of those. I mean, it's definitely not Maryland. I mean, they, they had to go to overtime last year with a much better quarterback. So, never know. It's um, also, this this one is in Ohio. That's fair. Um, we, we're going to hit one more for, uh, for you guys, and it's going to be LSU over baby over <laughs> under nine wins over baby are you kidding me was um, it nine yeah uh, I'm gonna so, push again why not let's, yeah let's, let's I was actually going to go push. push I was actually going to go push let's see they got Georgia Southern W Texas, Texas Longhorns L. L W that's an L 
versus Northwestern State Demons. W. Yeah. <laughs> At Vandy. W. Yep. Versus Utah State. W. Yep. Versus Florida. L. W. L. At Mississippi State. W. Yep. Versus Auburn. W. Yep. Off week. W. <laughs> At Alabama Crimson Tide. W. L. And those are your three losses. That's the 9 12. <sighs> do you think. Okay. All right. Matt, do you think they're going to beat Florida? Keep I know mind, you know, don't mind. know that much about college football. Ooh, I don't. And these are actually. So actually, it's funny that these are your guys' two teams because these are two of the teams that I like, hate the most. Yeah. Uh, college football. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I can't no. bring myself to root for these teams. Because wow. people suggested people suggested LSU and Florida a lot. And I was like, uh, not going on the list. What if I tell you that LSU has an offensive lineman who's a freshman that's 6'3", 330 pounds and named Pancake? That's pretty fantastic. And you also have an ogre for a coach. I'm going LSU. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Shout out Cardell Thomas. Already getting us W's. Hasn't even stepped on the field yet. Uh, well, <laughs> you're both wrong. I just want to point that out. Um, All right, Felipe. What's, what's I would never stuff? want my quarterback's name to be Felipe. Yeah, right, well, Jimmy? Felipe fucking beat you last year, so. <laughs> and he also, I was really upset whenever he did not come to us, but now I'm happy because he's a trash quarterback. He's Joe really, Burrow he is, the most is a Smash Brothers legend. He's the most baller quarterback in college football. They, the crowd is booing him in Florida. He ran in for a touchdown and shushed his own crowd. That's so baller. I'm, he did that, and I was like, I am the biggest Felipe Frank supporter on the planet right now. Like, There's no way I'm not supporting everything he does. He shushed his own crowd. You right, can't well, hate it. You can't. I mean, I, I mean, I don't hate him. I hate his quarterback play. But I think that does it for us here on the Whole Nine Sports Podcast today. Um, again, thank you, Matt Barr, for uh, for for joining us. Absolutely. Um, I hope you had fun. We have fun over here. It's not uh, completely serious. Um, you can follow serious. Matt. On... It's not completely serious. It's I serious. Think it's not even partially it's... serious. <laughs> Come on! Only professional programs say nut in your eye. Um, <laughs> But you can follow Matt Barr at on Twitter at Matt Barr underscore. Uh, you can follow Brandon on Twitter at uh, WNS underscore Brandon. And then the Prime username without an underscore in it, so you don't have to press any extra buttons to type in the name, You're is so at lazy. Billy Sanders. <laughs> so. You're so lazy. <laughs> so thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a great day.